We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. How's it going, bros? We are, uh, we're doing good. We're back from vacation. I went to Italy and Poland. That's why we took some time off. Uh, apparently a monster news week. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Uh, we're going to discuss all that today. And also with me today is Christian Hernandez, our statistician and professional Photoshopper. There we go. Yes, and I'm also doing very well. Yeah, good. I'm glad. You know, we're all we're all doing well. We're all ready to discuss this. Uh, you know, not a slow, not a slow news week at all, right, guys? I mean, there's tons going on, tons of roster shakeups. You know, in the last two weeks. Bruh. I wish we had a, a production of cricket noises. Maybe Brian. Oh, I'm, I'm sure Brian there. will work something in there. Some some cricket noises. Um, we are in the <laughs> dog days of the off season, boys. Uh, we're we're gonna aggregate other podcasts and yell about other people's takes and our own. Uh, this is pretty much this is pretty much where we're at at this point. Although the, I, there was a little bit of news, which is really great to see, and that's that Bam finally got his Team USA invite because it seemed like they were gonna invite just about anybody in the league. <laughs> I mean, anybody who would do it. I mean, like <laughs> Team. When did Team USA become the unsexy thing to do? Like, it used to be an honor, and now everyone's like, Nah, man, not nah, fam. In two thousand four. Well, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time, Gianni. I mean, it's and it's the FIBA World. I mean, I guess the Olympics are a little different. The World Cup, no one cares about. It's different because this year FIBA decided that they wanted to move their World Cup not two years before the Olympics, but the year right before. So you're basically having to commit six weeks of your off season away 
wherever the hell you have to be two years in a row. Yeah. A lot of players uh, don't like playing back-to-backs, and I don't, I don't think they like playing back-to-back summers around away from their actual home. So I mean, it's just uh, it's a training camp invite, so it's not like a roster invite. Um, you know, uh, Anthony Davis, Paul Millsap, Kevin Love, <laughs> Montrez Harrell, that's a funny name to put above Bam. Anthony Davis uh, is not they, in that. Not they decline. No, I'm saying that they declined to play. Oh, okay. That those guys, then inexplicably Montreal Harris. <laughs> this is a funny name to put before Bam. Um, Montrezl so, Harrell. Montrezl Harrell, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, among the big men expected to join the Team USA will also be Andre Drummond, Julius Randle, Brooke Lopez, P.J. Tucker, and Miles Turner. Are we calling P.J. Tucker a big man? I forgot Mason yes. Plumley. Is Mason there? Damn, yo, what a bad I, crop of I, players. I, I had the yeah. Hold on, I had the roster here. Um, I'm I glad he, that Andre Drummond's in this in this mix because I have some bones to pick with uh with basketball buds yeah. about this Andre Drummond versus Bam Adebayo thing. So we'll get to that in a second. But oh, Thaddeus Young's on the roster though. I actually really like Thaddeus. I love. Let me tell you something, dude. I'm a Thad Young and uh, Robin Lopez apologist. Like I I like oddly stand those guys so much. There's nothing to apologize for. They're both solid players. Like, I think that people talk a lot about, like, Indiana's placement and everything for the season. And I, I think that losing Thad Young is not a small thing. They all talk about Bogdanovich and, and Collison. But, man, Thad Young at that position, that's probably the most important position you need a, a defender at in the league at this point, uh, especially up against the kinds of guys that they're going to be going up against. So losing him is is, is a big, big blow. Um, Darren Collison, of course. and I mean, they have Brogdon now, but... Um, I think it's really good, not just for Bam, but kind of for the franchise, for him to get that invite, to kind of get a guy in national talking points that's not Jimmy Butler. I've kind of noticed that the talk around – the Heat have been such a such a non-factor in the public sphere that people don't know how to talk about them, right? So I'm listening to all sorts of NBA podcasts, and, like, people don't really know what the Heat have been doing the last couple of years. It's just kind of like – they're floating around 500. You may tune in. You may catch a Dion Waiters doing too much game. But other than that, I don't think people really know how the hell this team plays. Like, And why would you? Like, why would anybody be watching? Uh, yeah, I mean, how many primetime games did they even have last season? I don't think it was more than like three or four. And they're like, not like a, an exciting league pass team either. It's not like the Heat were playing this high-flying style of, you know, DJJ dunks every like no they're playing like you know there's a little dribble handoff stuff and they're kind of playing like bad to uh, average offense you know they're a good defensive team like it's not they're not like a sexy league pass watch so yeah I mean the issue like with last season was it was essentially part Dwayne Wade's farewell tour it was part trying to play these veteran guys that you have that are good, but they're on massive contracts, and you're trying to get them to prove their worth, essentially, so that those contracts could be movable, so you have to play them, when really what you probably should be doing is playing the younger guys and letting them get reps at the NBA level. But there's compromises, and that's kind of why they've just been floating in muck for the last few years. And don't forget about the massive logjam at guard that they had. Like, they had Tyler, Wayne Ellington, uh, Jay Rich, Dion, uh, even trying to play Winslow, Goron. That's a lot of damn guards, you know, like what they had at some point in the season. And I'm sure I'm even missing someone. So the fact that that they've been so, like, obscure and irrelevant, it's not surprising, but... I think that Bam kind of getting that invite and kind of getting himself on the national like stage in the national conversation, you know, outside of Jimmy Butler, I do think that's going to do it some good. It'll get some eyes on him. I know people are are high on him around the league, but 
I'm just happy that he got that chance. I kind of wish Justice did. I uh, I think Justice is better than Bam, right? I I, I Kristen, we were talking <laughs> about this pre-show. Like, like I think people have this perception that like Justice Winslow was probably the best player on the team last season. Like people don't know that. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough because Bam. Bam is is still obviously a lot more about what he can be because especially the last two off seasons now I mean we're watching him do it again in the Miami Pro League and uh, and obviously he's going to get a chance to hopefully show it you know on the world stage but Bam can really play and he can do a lot more than what he's what his role has dictated of him so I mean I, I really hope that he is able to show off things like his ability to create off the dribble and his ability to shoot that really kind of force Miami's hand into incorporating that into their general strategy on offense because just the yes he's a great screener but he's more than just a lob guy he's an insane lob guy he's but, an insane lob guy <laughs> but he is so, he can be so much more than that and it's worth exploring because at his size, his athleticism, like that is that is an end game type player if he fills out the way that you hope that he will. And not a small thing. Free throw percentage above seventy both years. And he improved last year, he got the he and, was from seventy two percent. Yeah, that, that's what one of the reasons why I believed in him from the very beginning. Because his free throw shooting has always been very above average for a big man, and that's something that the Heat needs so bad. When was the last time that they were a good free throw shooting team? He's double digits, by the way, in per 36-minute rebounding. Um, I know that that's something that we've had concern about, the Miami's rebounding without Hassan, who was obviously an elite rebounder. Um, but, you know, you kind of hope that he's going to fill that that role with more minutes. And, by the way, in the era of player resting and load management and all that, Bam played all 82 last season. He did. I think he was the only player on the team to do that. Yeah, so like he's durable. He's a he's a guy that you know plays hard and plays hard for all eighty two. Um, but kind of going back to the point about 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 justice, justice was better than him last season. Justice is, I think, the most talented player on the team. I mean, other than Jimmy Butler, like we're excluding Jimmy. We're talking about like last year's Heat team. Like, you know, I, I don't. I I think that that's it's pretty. You have a, a quite the the debate or quite the case for Winslow being their best player or at the worst second best player. I've seen a lot of people on Sixers Twitter really hype up Josh Richardson more of late since uh, the Jimmy Butler deal. And uh, I, don't think I, you I could... would have to agree with you. No, they're, they're seriously considering like we gave away our best two players and Hassan and Jay Rich just to land Jimmy Butler, who they think isn't even, I saw someone say he isn't even better than Justice Winslow. Which I don't know where the fuck they're getting that. Why? Of. What? Why does Justice like? Why do people think this of Justice? Like Justice had a the only time they were in the playoffs. Well, I guess the only two times Justice played well both playoff runs. Like yeah, and against Philly. I like I don't understand. Like Justice was BNA. He was about that action. Like what? And he had a really good regular season. I think that's so confusing. Did you say BNA there? Yeah. I think. It's Did you remember the thing? I think it's BA. Yeah, did I just typo? Did I did I just did I just typo the acronym? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch ass. When you're <laughs> when you're so on brand. But I mean, I mean, you know, a lot of that stems from his first couple seasons. He was injured a lot. You know, there's a lot of reasons why he didn't play well. I mean, his shot. Like I remember, his shot looked pretty yeah, ugly. He had in a the lot beginning. of air balls that uh, you definitely yeah, see on Twitter. But he, a lot. But, he, but he cleared a lot of that up and. 
I guess it's going to take, because the Heat haven't gotten a lot of national exposure, no. I guess it's just going to take some time for people to realize that his the strides he's made in various parts of his game are real, on top of the fact that he's already a borderline elite defender because of his versatility. So, the only thing about Justice I'm concerned about is, so he's he's improved the three-point shooting pretty much every year in the league. Um, even last, uh, 2017-2018, he was 38%. Then last season, he was 37%, uh, 37.5%, but he, he got the attempts up by, by over one. So, you know, you kind of take that drop off with the increased attempts. The thing with Justice that concerns me is the free throw shooting. Uh, unlike Bam, he's never crossed 70%. He's been in the 60s. Uh, and that's actually kind of gone up and down. Uh, last year, he was at 62%, which is bad. And he's a guy that can get to the line. He can bully his way to the rim. He is good with the ball. He's very good at pick and roll. So I'm kind of concerned about that and how that's going to, if that's an indicator on his shooting or if his shooting will be an indicator of his free throw shooting. So an interesting thing about his free throw shooting is that every year of his career, he's never averaged more than two and a half free throw attempts a game. Essentially, he's getting to the line once a game, and it's it, it's not an well like also if he's gonna make the leap to be like an all star type player that has gotta uh, improve. He's gotta draw more fouls. He's gotta be more assertive and and you know catching defenders off guard. And he's gotta make free throws. And like there's an argument to be made that players get better on their free throws. I, I think I'm sure someone's done like a, a statistical analysis on this, but. I'm sure that over time, their free throw percentage does improve because you're getting more chances at the same look, you know? And you get in a rhythm. Exactly. You get in a rhythm. So, you know, I think that's part of the issue with him. But no, and the other thing is that he's clearly been changing his mechanics through the years. So, you know, if you keep changing things up, there's it's bound to be a struggle until you stick to one. And he looks like he's been shooting relatively the same stroke for the last year or so. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he could take a, a DeMar DeRozan-type free-throw leap, which is what really got DeMar into being an elite player. Uh, obviously, DeMar was already averaging around four free-throws before he took the leap to, like, eight or nine. But you're kind of hoping that Justice can get to that 5-5 five, five range, 5.5 5 range. Uh, that, did, you know, did you just become, like, a savant in, like, weird Raptors, like, stats buddy, well, in, I, in, in, the, in a, the three months that you were, like, a Raptors fan? I'm a Raptors lifer, dude. I I know DDR's career and what chains and him getting to the free throw line. Come on, dude. He's Which is talking. hilarious because he wasn't even part of the team that won. No, he wasn't. But I've been I've been about that action, dude, for a while. Like, you know that I've been standing the Raptors and I've been believing in them for too long. What's your okay. favorite Raptors team besides the 2018-19 championship team? The Mo Pete one. Mo- Morris Peterson? Morris Peterson? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Team was That's awesome. such a random... I mean, he's good. He's a great three-point shooter. He answered, he answered that so fast. I know. Dude, are you kidding me? Dude, come on. Are, th- were you waiting for out, someone to ask Raptor. you that? <laughs> Dude, I've been waiting for Raptors questions my whole life. Like, come right, on. Let's ask him another one. Um, who's your favorite dunker that's not Vince Carter? See, that's kind of difficult because I think the easy answer is Tracy McGrady, but I also feel like that's kind of cheating since they were on the same team and it's the same era. Am I allowed to go T-Mac? Go, go someone else that's not T-Mac. Terrence that's... Ross? I mean, he was exciting, oh, high that's flyer. A good, that's, a, that's a good answer. Come that's on, a very dude. good answer. Do you want to test me more? Or... Um, want to go back to it later? Thoughts on Andrea Bargnani? 
The number one pick, really disappointing. Uh, honestly, I feel like Bargs has had really bad rebounding numbers, not only because Chris Bosh was there, but because he was out there camping in the three-point line, which is probably not good for his career. Uh, not a good situation for him. I don't think him and Chris Bosh were a good tandem, and Chris Bosh wasn't like the defender he is now. At the time in Toronto, uh, he was not like this all-elite pick-and-roll defender. So him and Bargs were kind of turnstiles. Bosh would hog the rebounds, and they'd have Bargs, not even in the damn corner. They'd have him on the wing just like shooting threes. It was just not good. Remember, he has Jose Calderon, right? So it was just a lot of bad defenders. Bargs. You're impressed. You're impressed. I bit it. You're impressed. I'm trying I to mean, find random Raptors players. You are. Moment. You are impressed right okay, now. Okay. Let's 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 not give into Gianni's desire to make this a Raptors podcast. Um, they had Marcus Banks. <laughs> Wasn't he on the Heat at one point too? Yeah, he was. And Sean, they had Sean Marion and Marcus Banks the same year. They did. The Heat traded them. Sean oh, Marion. The Heat. The was, Heat traded. Was that the, was that the, the part Jermaine of the same trade? trade. That that was the Jermaine O'Neal trade. Oh yeah. Miami got Jo, who then uh, forgot how to play basketball against the Celtics in the 2009, 2010 playoffs. He, I, I was looking at his basketball reference the other day. He declined so bad and so fast. Dude, if you he was remember, a twenty and ten player. He was like an All Star for eight straight seasons. And he wasn't even thirty. I think he just turned thirty years old. Dude, Indiana Pacers. Jermaine O'Neal was a was a yeah. big time player. Yeah, and then like his first year in Toronto. He started to decline. He wasn't an all-star. And then the year after, oh, my God, he was so bad with the Heat. I mean. Two straight years. Actually, he was actually pretty good for the Heat. And then he just got hurt and fell off a cliff. On that contract, though, he was not. No, I mean, it was no, no. he was their second option. If you remember when Wade would be out of game. And we've done the J.O. show a million times. I can't believe that we talked He's about not, him. No, he was an abomination. Okay, but, like, you, you're doing this all in the context of his trade helped facilitate the big three. So it did, yeah. It did Pat Riley light years ahead? Even didn't though he it? wanted Carlos Boozer and Lamar Odom, but Pat's what? weird, dude. Because Pat, I mean, Pat also wanted Lamar, and Lamar didn't come. So you know that. I mean, getting Odom would have totally nuked the big three. When did that trade happen? Hold on. That happened in the middle of the season. Yeah, um, no, February fourteenth, two thousand nine. Yeah. I, I believe that deal was to get off Sean Marion's long term money, and, and Jermaine sent- O'Neal was an expiring. Did they send Jamario Moon? I think they also said Jamario Moon. Oh yeah, we had Jamario. Oh yeah, that's they, a, did. That's a gr- they did. You should have yeah. answered Jamario Moon instead of Terrence Ross. I can't believe that. I remember that stupid, inconsequential piece to the Jo trade. <laughs> oh man, I rem- I remember Wait, being a being a Heat, a Heat like- fan back then. You know, you have to go to the the Heat.com message boards, and uh, it was just constantly complaining. Not unlike Heat Twitter in the early days, it was just complaining as to why doesn't James Jones play more. Same. We were beating that drum for Same. years. Dude, th- this article is amazing. O'Neal, it's the uh, it's the trade of the Sean Marion Jermaine O'Neal trade. O'Neal makes twenty three million next season in the final year of his contract. After which Miami will try to re-sign Dwayne Wade and flank Wade and current rookie Michael Beasley with another free agent <laughs> superstar such as Stoudemire or Toronto's Chris Bosh. Oh my god, we didn't think we were in for LeBron. Dude, it, it it is amazing. That I still remember that that summer so vividly. Was that Mario was in, Chalmers the only player under contract when the yeah, offseason started? It, it, exactly. No, it was three players. It was Daquan Cook. It was Mario Chalmers and Michael Beasley. But they unloaded Daquan and Beasley, and Daquan the same ended night up in that Oklahoma the, City. announced that he was coming. Yeah, they, no, they, no, no, no. It was on draft night. 
No, well, actually, no. Yeah, Daquan was on draft night. No, Michael Beasley was the same night that. No, LeBron Michael made Beasley the was on draft night. I remember because I remember. I, oh yeah. no, I remember it being the same night. Okay, we have Google. Let me see. Let's look this up. Some, uh, like look, we're looking it up. Two thousand ten draft night transactions. When did Michael Beasley get traded? Uh, hold on, July 9th. Ooh, okay, Brian's right. Oh, Brian's no, right. no, yeah, Brian's right. The Miami Heat quickly followed up their triumph in the LeBron James <laughs> sweepstakes by finding a taker for Michael Beasley. Later! <laughs> yeah, Andy Ellsberg was so great. Was it Phoenix? Way, way ahead of his time. Was it Phoenix or Minnesota? I don't Minnesota. remember. Minnesota. It was Minnesota. It was Minnesota. Yeah, yeah we gave up a first-round pick, I think. Yeah. Well, no, Pat, so, Pat no, was just... Them. Dude, Pat was handing out first-round picks I think summer. we gave them back... No, I think we gave them back their own first-round pick. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many first-round picks did they offload that, that summer? summer? Was it five? Did they oh, trade yeah. five first-round picks that summer? Yeah. He <laughs> was like, I just landed three mother-bleeping superstars and two elite superstars. So, Pat, let, 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 let's Fuck save this. Fuck all the picks. Well, let's, give, let's get this straight. What Pat gave up for LeBron and Bosh is essentially what the, what the Clippers gave for Paul George. Probably more. Probably more. Probably more. <laughs> oh, no, because they gave up uh, the Shea, right? They gave up well, Shea Gil- uh, Maybe actually the same, because technically they gave up pick swaps, too, which the Heat They gave second-round picks. The Heat so, also no, gave second-round yeah, picks. Yeah, I think the Clippers probably gave more. Plus, they gave up a really good player in Shea. So, so yeah. There you go. We got uh, we got your 2010 uh, Reliving the Memories of Draft Talk and Toronto Raptors, Mo P teams, and Ted Tracy McGrady and Terrence Ross. Only here on the Miami Heat beat. Um, <clears throat> I heard a discussion on... Um, on the Basketball Buds. Uh, it's a podcast for The Athletic. You should check it out. It's really, really good. Um, and they were having a discussion about Bam versus Andre Drummond for next year. Like, Who would you rather have? And uh, I'm doing this while I'm cooking. I'm cooking some nice Jamaican food, dinner. And I get incredulously mad at this argument because everyone's taking Andre Drummond over Bam. And I don't understand this fascination with Andre Drummond, who has never done any significant winning in his life. He's, I don't, man, I don't like calling other players losers. I mean, these are obviously like incredible <laughs> athletes but who are the essentially top of their sport. But did. that guy's a fucking loser, dude. Get out of here, man. That guy's never done anything. He's just, he, you, you, we, you, we talk about Hassan being empty stats. Hassan was like the same guy as him. He just, it a lot like Andre Drummond is like what is what are we doing with Andre Drummond like why are we keeping believing in this guy right and now he says he wants to shoot threes good luck I mean come on man get out of here it's not you know what I mean like why what what are we what are we doing with him like we think he's gonna have a Brooke Lopez revival you know, like what? What's this fascination with Andre Drummond who's never won anything in his life his teams are always horrible Horrible! His teams always suck! And they all depend on him! Like, why? I don't understand! Like, what? I was I was offended on Bam's behalf. I was offended. If I'm Bam, if I'm Idris Adebayo, I, I throw something when I hear that. Because I'm I'm just like, I'm offended. It's, it's, it's bullshit. What are you throwing? His phone. <laughs> Here, I'm going to look at them side His by phone side. With, a, with, a, with a page of basketball reference of Andre Drummond's win-loss record. This is bad. I'm looking up if Andre Drummond's still dating Jeanette McCurdy, who used to be the character on, um, was it iCarly? I remember that. No, he's not. 
He's not. He, he's it's not. Disappointing. Um, that was a that was quite the nasty public breakup, Brian. Ooh, oh Come yeah, on. there are breakups. Get your get your get your get your celebrity couple. Twenty fourteen. Right. Wow. I'm yeah, so I was gonna say like Jesus, but like, that that's dated. Jesus Christ. The Heat still had Ray Allen. That's how old that is. I mean, look. Okay, part part of the issue with comparing Bam and Andre is that a lot of people just look at freaking like per game stats and Andre played 10 more minutes per game than Bam did. And so his numbers obviously look way more inflated than his. Andre's only 25. That's kind of shocking. I feel like he's been in the league forever. He has because he came in at 18. Oh my God. But yeah, but like, for example, I mean, Bam shot better than Andre from the field. Uh, He shows more upside as a shooter. He's, a 74% free throw shooter compared to a 59% free throw shooter. Oh like, God. if you just gave Bam the same, like, minutes, like, and that's I what mean, I, don't, I don't think Bam's averaging 16 rebounds a game. Like, no, he's not, but like, he's, com- he's, he's bringing it back in other ways. Like, he's going to average three to four assists a game, where Andre only averages an assist and a half. Like, Bam is going to average, you know, probably close to, like, two steals and two blocks a game if he's playing 36, like, 34 to 36 minutes. And the Pistons weren't even an elite rebounding team last year, uh, which was a point that they made on the basketball board. So I was like, this dude is like eating rebounds and his teams always suck at rebounding. So what the hell are we doing? That he were actually, you know, all this shit we give Hassan, to his credit, Hassan at least made the Heat a good rebounding team. Yeah. Like when he was on the floor, like they were an elite rebounding. So, you know, I don't know. I, I just kind of like... Again, I feel that that plays into like how the national media looks at the Heat. Again, the Heat are relatively, you know, whatever. They're a 500 team that is really scrappy, and they'll they'll claw their way with good coaching and character to, you know, 500 record, right? So, like, I get I get that like not a lot of people are watching it, but it's just like I don't know. It kind of bothers me. It's like, why are we doing this with Andre Drummond? Like, what what do you think? What do you think this is? Like, yeah, he's 25 years old, whatever. Yeah, but he's been in the league seven years. Like, well, I mean, in the same argument that you make for other players that have kind of taken like a mid-career leap, like he is only 25, and you know, it's not like he hasn't shown improvement. Like, here, okay, I'm, I don't want to just say that. I'm gonna actually look it up. No, I mean, he's he's improved the scoring most years in the league. You know, he's had a career high in scoring last season. You know, he had last season, the season before, he had 16 rebounds. Last season, he was 15 and a half. Oh, so man, like, yeah. I mean, you, you guys remember that for like five seasons, he was like a 38% free throw shooter. Last two seasons, he shot 60%. Like, that's a notable improvement. You know, last two seasons, he's had more assists, better assist numbers than any time in his career. And he's improved as a defender. Like, I, I, will, I, I will give him that. You know, he was really a bad defender when he started and cement-footed, and he's been a lot better. He's very durable. I mean, he's played 81, he's incre- 82, 81, 81, 78, 79 in an era, again, that nobody plays any game. So His arms are way less hairy, like way less noticeably hairy. He waxes them now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <For a> blue- <laughs> that's like such an it's, old it's, joke. It's, that's a great point. That's like a, Brian, that's like a three-year-old Miami Heapie joke. If you remember the origin of that joke, thank you. Tweet us. You are OG. Um, and with that, we welcome the Blue Wire Sports Network. Thank you, Blue Wire, for housing us. We are part of the Blue Wire family. Check out the rest of our shows on Blue Wire. Like our friends at Light Years Ahead with Sam Esfandiari and Andy Lou, Or our boys at the Chase Down with Justin, Rowan, and Carter Rodriguez. Is Carter fam- still alive? Carter, Carter should be alive. Yeah, I, mean, I think, he, I think his spirit happened. is alive, but yeah. his Twitter account is very dead. Is, is Carter not tweeting? 
Yeah, he, he got, got suspended. blocked. He did? What did he get suspended for? What happened to Carter? What did I miss? What did I miss while I was in Europe? I think he went after some fan. And, uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, before I forget... Um, so we brought down the hammer. I, I'm, I'm very sorry to everyone that was upset with last episode of me eating. I'll make sure not to do that again. Were My people apologies. complaining? Yeah, Apparently, yeah. Brian just like let me know that some people complained. You know, and I, I I do chew loud. Like it's it's awful to watch in person. I feel bad for everyone around. Me. I mean, we, we try to be professional, so you know. Yeah, that is too. But at I'm least, sorry. At least give the illusion of professionalism. Gianni, do you want to tell your story from your vacation? <sighs> Oof. Okay. So, like I said, everybody, Blue Wire Network, welcome. Um. So I get kind of in the dog days of the off season where there's not much to talk about other than an occasional BAM Team USA call up or a debate on the basketball buds that we were bad at. Uh, we might do some. We might do some story time. Okay, with this. Uh, maybe Heat Beat is known for story time. Uh, you know, we have we've had segments in the past. Uh, me and a Ukra- my Ukrainian friend. Uh, if you remember that story, tons of tons of fun stories. Um, Heat Beat after dark. Heat Beat after dark. Looking for a good time? Feeling all hot and bothered? Does BAM out of BIOS plus minus turn you on? Then this is for you. This is Heat Beat After Dark. So, I was, uh, as we mentioned, I was in Italy and Poland for my nice vacation. And I was in Poland for a wedding. My sister's best friend was getting married. Congratulations, Ola and Patrick, for getting married. It's a wonderful ceremony and wedding. Yeah, it was fun. Ola and Patrick. Ola and Patrick. Shout out to Ola and Patrick. We were great hosts, by the way. Awesome. Good friends. Awesome people. Anyways, so I was at their wedding, and it was a Polish, you know, we're in Poland. It's a Polish wedding, traditional Polish wedding. It's a lot of vodka going around, right? So the wedding is like. What is a traditional Polish wedding for people who don't know? Like me. A lot of sausage. You know what? Not not enough sausage. Okay, I wanted sausage, and there wasn't really like an abundance of sausage. It was like are a they, little. Are they big on sauerkraut there? Or they, no. no, that's Germany, right? Yeah, that's more Germany. Uh, th- I mean, there is Polish sausage, but there wasn't like a lot. It was a lot of fried pork, though. A lot of fried pork. A lot of food. Mm. A lot I of like potatoes. fried pork. No pierogi. It's apparently not a wedding food. What's a pierogi? You don't know what a pierogi is? It's like a little potato. I've heard the term, but I don't know what it is. Dumpling and it's stuffed with meats and cheeses. They're quite wonderful. Oh, oh so it it's sounds like an nice. It's like a, it's like a like an like Italian gnocchi filled with meat. Yeah, in a dumpling form. So think of like a it's like a Chinese dumpling, but more like potatoy, and then there's like you know meat inside. It's it's oh, wonderful. Okay. They're bo- sounds, boiled is good. Delicious. When they're boiled, they're they're good, and then you put sauces on top. They're great. All right, continue. Uh, yeah, so a lot of fried porks at this Polish wedding. So then the way it works is that you go to the church at like 4.30 in the afternoon. You do the little mass. They do the thing. It was a military wedding because her husband is uh, in the Polish military. They do like the little military sword ceremony, blah, blah, blah. We go have a party, right? So we go. We have our champagne. We toast, blah, blah, blah. And they pretty much bring you out like seven courses of Polish food and you stuff your face. And uh, every guest has a bottle of vodka uh, placed on the um, on the table, right? So... We each have a bottle of vodka that we are to consume. I, I guess it is very close to Russia. It is. Let me tell you, these Slavic people, man, woof, they can drink. <laughs> and, uh, and and when you finish your bottle, when you think you're done, they uh, the waiters will bring you another one. So they don't really do open bar over there. They just open a giant just, bottle of vodka. <laughs> literally. All. And then, you know, if somebody opens a bottle of vodka, what they do is they just pour for everyone at the table. That's, right, and you, that's you called you take, hospitality. You take your shot, and then it's, when it's your turn, you do the same, and then round and round we go. Where it'll stop, who knows? Uh-oh. Um, 
I made it, by the way. I survived. If you've listened to this podcast, you know how weddings can end for me. Uh, this one ended good. I, I kept up with the with the Poles. The Polish people, is Poles offensive? Am I allowed to say that? I don't even know. I don't think so. Uh, I, th- I thought you meant like like steel Poles. No, Polish people. I don't know if Polish that's people. Is that my I don't know. Well, Poles, my, I kept up with the Polish people drinking. We, we had a great time. I taught them pa' arriba, pa' abajo, pa' el centro, pa' dentro. Nice. A yeah, drinking, was, uh, you know, cheers format. Miami. Very, very Miami. Very they loved Miami. it. They, they were all in on it. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people there asking me about the heat. They didn't even know I, I did NBA blogging and podcasting, and they're just. Like, Are you oh. sure they weren't just asking about how hot it was? They could be, could be. But then they mentioned LeBron, which made me sad because I miss him. Uh, so <laughs> it's true. Was it Taco Tuesday? I don't think the Taco, Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. It's not funny. I don't know why. Like, Taco Tuesday. I love LeBron. I just think that's lame. What day is it? It's Wednesday. Are you just going to join the parade of people that are No, I'm not doing that. Things he, he does lame no. because like No, he's great. I love him. I love him and all his corniness. I love it. I think he should never stop. I just think the Taco Tuesday things lame. I think he should continue to run on the court and do crazy things when it when a kid has a dunk cuz it's cool and he's LeBron and How like, funny would it have been if you made those same exact like motions but like wearing a karate outfit or something? Oh, like that. <laughs> that's what he should do. You know what he should do? He should just start like upping the ante and just make it more ridiculous every time. Right, it was just you know, pissing people off is fun too, you know. Eventually, just do it in full cosplay. That's what <laughs> like, Space Jam Two is for. Like doing like a Spider Man like like cosplay or something, and just like jump jump and like do that'd be that'd be funny. Coming soon to a theater near you. LeBron would or Bugs Bunny to promote the movie. That's why. I'm now that'd be funny if he's doing all that. Okay, so back to the Polish wedding. Um, oh, because of Space Jam. The right. Space Jam, yeah, it's for the movie. Um. And the reason why we're telling you this is to set up for the grand finale of the most vulnerable I've ever felt in my life. Uh, so, oh, there, so was the eating a lot of food like setting it up a little bit? Uh, no, it's just kind of you know setting the scene. You know, oh, okay. yes, no, it's it's a yes. Um, there's uh there's this beautiful Polish woman that uh, I fell head over heels uh, love at first sight. Um, and uh, I really wanted to talk to her, and I wanted to see if she spoke English. Maybe we could have a dance. Who knows? Who knows where the night will take us? Um. She had a, we talked a little bit. We had a chat. She's very nice. She spoke a little bit of English. Uh, very nice, very nice woman. Uh, she had a boyfriend, however, who was in the military who was also there. <laughs> who, who had high rank, apparently. Um, and uh, I was hating. Was I was a, like, oh. Is that a threat? I don't know. I don't know. It was. He was intimidating. And then he asked me to drink with him. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. After I was talking to his girlfriend, he just puts his head on my shoulder, talks to me a bit, and then says, let's get a drink. Vodka? And I was like, "Sure, let's go vodka." Uh, so it was, I was intimidated. It was scare tactics. Of wait, drinking. wait, wait, wait. Were the only American there? Uh, my sister and I were the only Americans there. That's probably why. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, people like to talk to us, maybe because we were American. By the way, Polish people apparently tradition is they have to watch Home Alone every Christmas. What? And it's like religion, because uh, they said the you know they were telling me before Trump got elected they only knew him from helping Kevin in Home Alone, and they're like, oh yeah, and a lot, like too many people were agreeing with that, and I go like, you guys like fuck with Home Alone that way, and they go every Christmas it's tradition they play on the national channel and everything. Oh and my it, god, this is a real thing. I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> we actually did a toast to Kevin from Home Alone. It was it was the most <laughs> magical thing. Home Alone in Poland, an unexpected national tradition. <laughs> that should be the podcast name. 
I cannot believe that this is a real thing. It was the weirdest thing. And they took they told me that they took it off the air one year to play something else, like Elf or something, and that the Polish people got mad and had this massive petition. It's crazy. I know Could it's you so weird. American Over ten percent of the population of Poland will watch this broadcast live <laughs> annually. It's crazy. Oh, because they do a Home Alone. Uh, it, it, I guess on some channel, it, they show it during Christmas, and ten percent of Poland watches that broadcast. It's crazy. It's I don't even s- think ten percent of of the USA watches NBA. Now, basketball mind you, on this Christmas is a Reddit day. stat, but. I believe it because no, people this is told all me crazy. at this wedding, dude. Everyone at that wedding has seen Home Alone and they love it. And it's like a Christmas tradition. I can't believe it. I mean, it. it's a fun movie. It really is. It's a great movie. I just oh. love how that was their introduction to Donald Trump <laughs> helping Kevin in Home Alone. Oh, man. We should watch them, make them watch that uh, Central Park 5 show <laughs> on Netflix. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> So that, that that's kind of you know what we're dealing with a lot of drinking vodka with Polish people and everything. So then the next the next day of a Polish wedding because Polish wedding are two days. Um, it's like kind of like a brunch. It's a more chill day. Although some people are drinking vodka, at eleven o'clock in the morning. I was not doing that. I I I made it one night. I wasn't gonna die the next day. Oh my god! Come on, man. That's, that's that's how you get over the hangover from the night before. That's how you do a vacation. You have a little beer. You don't have vodka, okay? You have Says a little the alcohol. You have you have a little beer to kind of balance out your alcohol levels. You don't have damn shots of vodka at eleven ten a.m. Okay? <laughs> These people were like pouring more, and I was like, Nah, man, I'm good. I'm just having cake and maybe a little beer later. Like <laughs> that's it. Um, I can't believe I'm gonna tell the story on air. I can't. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. this Come is, on, and it was, it's it, everyone is gonna appreciate it. It's I'm, the most, I don't want to say love it, but appreciate it. It's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. So, um, I go. We're having a good time. We're talking. We're eating. You know, having brunch. Kind of. You know, talking about the night before. Kevin. Blah blah blah. Then I, uh, I was like, yo, let me go freshen up. So we're dressed nice, right? I'm in slacks and a button down the night before. I was in a suit. It's formal wear. It's a little more casual than the, than the wedding because there's no jacket, but we're on formal wear. So I go to the bathroom, kind of wash my face. I'm exhausted. I slept three hours. Go to the bathroom. Can't believe I'm going to say this. And um, I shit myself. No, but how? How? What, what were you doing? I I was peeing, and it just came out the other end, and I didn't ask it, and I didn't. It just happened, and I that's never happened to me before. You were just trying to let a little fart go or something, I, right? I it just I don't know what happened. I just know that that did not that was not supposed to happen, and it did. And I'm frozen in the stall, and I'm thinking, okay, what am I? What are my options here? Like I'm I'm freaking out. I'm embarrassed. I'm alone. It's hot because there's alone. no. <laughs> yeah, there's no AC, and I'm, I'm hot, I'm sweating, I'm uncomfortable, I'm scared. Well, that's what happens when you shit your pants. <laughs> you get scared. There's a lot going on. I don't You're know what to love. do. Um, what would Bam do in this situation? Um, and I decide I, at this point I have to ditch the underwear. There's no saving it. It's the only move. I had to ditch it. Yeah. So I ditched it. I ditched it, got cleaned up, walked out, washed my hands. Looked myself in the mirror and said, "You got this. You could make it. There's only three more hours of this left." <laughs> you, you look myself in the face. I go, "You can do this." Okay. Wait, 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 wait. So you, you're you're tucking in your shirt, right? Yes, I have to. So at this point, 
I'm horrified. Are you trying to cover up your front more with your shirt so that people don't notice the bulge that might be protruding through your pants? I didn't even think that far ahead. I just I just wanted to be clean. I got to be honest. I just did not want any residue on me. And I said, I can just stay seated and I don't have to dance. I don't have to do anything. I could just, I could just hang out and I'll make it. Right. So I look myself in the mirror. I'm ready to go. I'm like, okay, let's do this. As I walk out, I'm like, I get paranoid. I'm like, did I, did I, did I check everything? Did I, am I 100% sure that I'm clean? Like, yeah, on I mean, my did slacks. you get any on the slacks? Yeah, so did that's, I, did, is that's there anything the on the slacks? Area. Right? And all of a sudden, as I'm, I'm kind of like lightly tapping the back of my slacks, right? To make sure that there's nothing as I'm walking out of the bathroom. And all of a sudden, I hear a voice saying, Hi, did you have a good time last night? And I recognized the voice. And when I turned around, it was the beautiful Polish woman I fell in love with the night before who had the army boyfriend who outranked me and drank vodka with me. And I looked who, at her. Who outranked you? <laughs> yeah, Hello, are you in the military no, now? No, he's not a high rank. <laughs> he had a lot of stars on his little thing, okay? He had a lot of stars. Um, he had a hat, too. He had a hat, and it looked, he looked important. And her she people he's killed. had the biggest smile. She was beautiful and I felt so vulnerable because I did not want her to see me in this sad state. I was scared. I was confused. I was hoping I didn't have poop on my pants. I was like, why did you come of all times now? I wanted to talk to you all night and now is when you talk to me. Now of all times in my most vulnerable state. And I looked at her for what felt like hours until I said very tepidly, I had a great time. Excuse me. You drip too hard. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com